gentlemen welcome to the second episode of dr love um it is me coach crush and i'm joined with today dr love himself what is up everyone it's great being back i'm not gonna lie i was a little lonely without you guys you know having an extra week uh kind of some some bumps and bruises along the way of trying to iron this thing out and figure out what it's gonna look like Mm -hmm. You know, I know what you guys are thinking out there. Where's Professor Heartthrob? He's my favorite. Oh my gosh, he's so awesome. Yeah, well, the answer man, he is, is just so cool. He is so cool. Yeah. You're right, and and he should be because he is out there on a business trip, gathering information, more information that will make this podcast awesome. So, Professor Heartthrob is out doing the important work. He left us back behind here to. <laughs> Really get into some exciting topics, though. Yeah, he, he really passed the mantle on to us. Just for this week, he will be back. He's not gone forever, no. but um, he unfortunately, though, Professor Heartthrob is not going to be with us this week, but we're not going to let that stop us. No, we're, we're gonna not. We're going to jump right into it. We, we got some great content that we think we got to cover. Yes. Um, I think you guys are going to really enjoy this episode. This is going to be history of modern dating. We promise it's not going to be textbook, you know, like... No. Uh, history, but we're going to kind of break down a little bit of what the background of dating was in the past, kind of how it evolved over time. We talked about it a little bit. We did. Um, on our last episode, but we're going to really dive a little bit more in depth, but also, you know, keep it fun along the keep way. It keep it fun. Tell some good stories. And kind of, if you're the type of person that's wondering how we got to the point where we are now, well, maybe we can explain that a little bit. But first... In a new tradition yes. on the Dr. Love the podcast. The first annual the mailbag mail episode. Bag. Yeah. Or as I like to call it, the doctor's prescriptions. Okay? Because we are going to be prescribing great advice and the medicine, if you will. Again, this... And I just would like to preface this legally. This is not any form of real prescription. No. But I'm not a doctor. I'm not a real doctor. We are not licensed practitioners, but we do think we know a thing or two about the way the world runs and we the do. way that we can help you guys out. So without further ado then. Mike, yes. or shall I say, Coach Crush, hit us with, uh, with the question and the scenario that we've received from a loyal listener in the Midwest this past week. Yeah, so, so someone I know, someone close to me that I know, um, is kind of in a bit of a dilemma because they are not necessarily in a new city, but they're in a city where it's been really hard to find some kind of uh, community, right? So they, they've been with their partner for a couple months now, and you know, they're, they're finding that you know, they're, they're really wanting to get more of a biblical uh, structure and backbone, and they want to have more people to lean on. And they're having trouble really finding that group of people um, to, you know, to live and share their life with. Right. Right. Um, so I bring the question, what kind of, um, things would you recommend as someone who has honestly been in some, some of these similar situations, um, to finding that biblical community, finding where to, um, really start getting planted and like how to kind of find that group. Right. Um, cause I mean, for me, I, I've been, been incredibly blessed with a great home church that has a really great, community system but not every church has that um 
most some churches are you know show up on Sunday, do your thing, and then live your life. But I think what what a lot of people are looking for now is is just that um, that you know nine to five, twenty four seven grind yep. of always having someone to call up if things go bad. So what do you think? Well, first, I guess one of my clarifying questions in response to that question would be. So is this a concern that's been brought up by this individual themselves in terms of wanting to find a community mm. or is this their partner bringing this up? Um, I think it's mutual. I okay. think I think originally it was brought up by the partner, but since then it like the, since the light has been shown on the situation, the other person really does want to grow in that area as well. Gotcha. Um, I don't have the full context of it, but I'm okay. pretty sure that's the situation that's happening. But there, there is, you know, an expressed want for that to happen. But it's just where do I go? What right. step do I take? That kind of stuff. Well, that's that's a good question, and honestly, one that I have experienced to a certain degree in the past. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily in the context of a relationship, but just personally finding a community, uh, mm-hmm. especially of believers and people who. Uh, would challenge me and push me to grow spiritually. I think that one thing that I would recommend in this particular instance would be you've got to be willing to look. Mm-hmm. And and that sounds very basic, but I think a lot of times it's easy to kind of be like, oh, you know, I kind of I kind of want this community, but mm-hmm. you know, what steps are you taking to to seek that out? Right. Are you going to are you trying to connect with like-minded believers at a church? Mm-hmm. Are you going to a young adults ministry? Are you going to a, um, you know, sort of post-college ministry? A lot of churches are starting to pop up with these now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it could it could be something as simple as that. But if your answer is yes, if your answer is you are trying mm-hmm. to do those things, I think at that point it comes down to fit. Mm. I personally have been to frequent. I've been a frequent attendee at several. Uh, ministries of various kinds over college and in the past couple years. And I will say that there are atmospheres that are, tend to be more clicky than others. You know, sure. sometimes you just don't feel like you part, you click with a particular group of people. But mm-hmm. I also think that, you know, you, you, you do have to a certain extent be willing to put yourself out there. Yeah. I, and I think it, on top of that, it also requires and like, and this is the hard part because on one hand you have to be looking out for it and you have to be searching but on the other hand, you're going to have to come, it's There's going to come to a point where you're going to have to be there long enough to where you can actually get plugged in. You can't just show up once and be like, oh, this is not my vibe and then leave. Exactly. You have to, you have to go long enough to kind of know, get to know some people and then be like, okay, is this where I really want to plant down or plant down or, you know, I'm sure maybe I'm wrong with that. I no. feel like that's a good rule of thumb. No, I, I think that, that that definitely goes without saying. I, I think that a lot of times people use the, oh, it's not my vibe as a cop-out answer of like, oh, you know. Maybe they're just so uncomfortable right. in that situation and they don't want to put themselves out there if it's your first time, yeah. Right. Like if it's your first time, you're not going to be instant friends with everybody there. I, mm-hmm. I think, you know, in terms of evaluating which atmospheres may be right for you, mm-hmm. obviously my first piece of advice would be study the group. What are their stated beliefs? Like, look at look at value statements. Look mm-hmm. at belief statements of these churches or these Christian groups that you want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think now in our modern kind of society, we have a lot of very lukewarm kind of like I almost call it like a self help, but then also a little bit of Jesus thrown in. It's like sure. it's like make sure that they're solid. But if it's a real solid 
group that teaches from the Bible and Mm -hmm. really is strong on principle, then I think, yeah, settle down long enough to invest Mm -hmm. and and put yourself out there. Sometimes it's not going to be the right fit, but I agree with you more often than not. It's a matter of you've got to be willing to be consistent. Yeah. I will say one thing to be on the lookout for regardless is make sure they're just going to love you well. And that sounds weird, but I was just listening to a message uh, pretty recently about um, demonstrating like Christ's love and that kind of stuff. And, and it's really telling to see if the body of the church, how accepting they are with new people, if they're going to be approaching you and going to be talking to you. I think that's a great first sign if, you know, like if they are coming up to you and seeking you out. Obviously, it's not going to happen everywhere, but it's a good rule of thumb, I think. If, like, that's a good sign at first. Agreed. So, totally. Yeah. And, you know, shout out um, to the ministries out there that do a good job of that. I mm-hmm. personally can think of a couple that, that really do. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully that addresses the question mm-hmm. we would like to also thank our listeners for uh asking these types of questions again if you or anybody else you know of might have a question that we would like some advice you just want to run by us mm-hmm. we're not the end-all be-all answer to your problem but we would love to give our feedback on your questions uh so you can go ahead and give us an email at drlovepod at gmail.com yeah it we're going to be trying to t- tackle a lot of questions. We might even do multiple in one episode. Yeah, we'll see. absolutely. Um, but, you know, just based on what you guys want to see. But with that said, let's jump into it. Let's do it. All right. So history of modern dating. Um, we had kind of come up with this idea of where we want to take our podcast at first. And I feel like there's nothing better fitting than to kind of t- like give the overview and give the, the history, right? Absolutely. So with that said, we've been doing some research. We have. We, we didn't want to just jump in and be like, here's what we think is happening no. on. <laughs> and, I mean, because after all, right, a, a doctor needs to get his doctorate somehow, right? <laughs> yeah. So I had to the, do my research and my homework for this one. Yeah, the coach definitely had to look at the game plans here and there just yeah. to make sure that we're running, you know. <laughs> we're, hey. To know the playbook, you first have to know the plays. Exactly. You know, to, to sure. assemble your playbook. So so without further ado, we're just going to jump right into the history of dating. Yeah. What is it? What? How it started? How it changed? Mm-hmm. And I think there's just so much good material to share right here. Um, so that being said, the whole idea of dating as we know it today, the idea of a man and a woman, a guy's interested in a girl, mm-hmm. a girl's interested in a guy, you know, it can, it can go either way. Um, the, this whole idea of, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to meet her or I'm going to pick her up and we're going to meet at some place and we're going to have a good time and mm-hmm. we're going to get to know each other, you know, and it's, it's typically outside the home. It's you're meeting up at a restaurant, a bowling alley, uh, you know, a, a movie. I don't know. It could right. be anything yeah, like that. I mean, that. you know, coffee date, you know, doesn't text me back after the date. Hey, but it sounds like a personal story that we are going to need to hear more about later in this episode. And we will. You will hear all about Coach Crutch's failed coffee date escapades. Potentially. Potentially. Yeah, we'll, as well we'll see as if we get there. my penchant for hibachi dates gone wrong. <laughs> as, you know what? I've never gotten it right, but that's okay. And I will go into maybe a reason why yeah. I've gotten it wrong. You know, ladies, I will say one thing. Uh, professor, not Professor Heartthrob. Um, <laughs> Dr. Love. Dr. Love loves hibachi. Doctor, like, Dr. Love, if he could, he would just go to hibachi all day i'd go by myself i would go to watch the onion volcano and they, <laughs> you know they throw the shrimp in your mouth i'm a great shrimp catcher yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, the choo choo. They squirt the ketchup on you with the thing. (laughs) I know every trick in the book. So if you're a a hibachi chef listening to this, step your game up. This is a challenge because I've seen it Mm. all. All right. Well, without further ado, though, let's jump into the history of modern dating. Um, And that kind of started. Do we want to start with. um, Do we want to start and then go back or do we want to. Do like courting, right? Well, let's take it. Let's rewind the clock okay. a little bit. Let's let's go back to about. Let, let's go back to the 1600s. Okay. Okay. Let's do everybody's it. favorite time period. Well, not everybody actually. This was one of my least favorite time periods. Yeah, I'm pretty probably. sure that's when like you know the, the bubonic plague was going around. Yep. But... You had the bubonic plague in Europe, so horrible time there. You had the slave yeah, trade yeah, going black on. Black death. Horrible you know? time there. That you was... had. <laughs> You had everything was bad. Honestly, name me a good thing that happened in the 1600s. Honestly, I challenge you. Maybe, maybe there was. I guess you had like things are going okay over there in China, right? Japan. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was. I mean, they had like the best, some of the best boats that they. Yeah, like, they had good boats over there, but honestly, everybody was in a bad mood. Yeah, every, and and people was died kind of down, at, you know, at like and, the age of 32. Yeah, and this this was actually really um. Right around the when was the Renaissance actually? The Later re- than 1700s. Was, yeah, Renaissance came after, so we really didn't see any artistic or crazy nope. movements until after this like Victorian era. No, so and, I mean everyone this, was sad. Everyone this was, was the era of betrothals too. So you'd have so kind of the whole idea of dating. In order for that to make sense, we've got to understand how it started. Mm-hmm. And for pretty much all of history, it was um, you know a father and a mother would have daughters and sons. Um, the father typically would give his daughter um, in exchange for like a it would good. almost a, yeah. a good or like a dowry. Yeah, it's sort like of oh, thing. it's like hello, I will trade my daughter for four goats and be on your way. It's yeah. like you know, kind of shallow in a sense. No, it but, is. But they'd be you know they they end up happy. Yeah, and hopefully. so the, the the plus the the downsides are many to this approach. The downsides right. would be one, you get who you get. And you don't, and throw, you a don't fit. throw a fit. And <laughs> honestly, pretty coercive. You know, you'd have you'd have males who would be betrothed to females mm-hmm. who the male would be expected to provide some sort of payment for the bride, right. typically. So mm-hmm. it could be goats, it could be money, it could be it could food. be service. It could time. be service, yeah. yeah. Um shout out Bible, you know, yeah. Jacob Laban. <laughs> That's but, right. <laughs> um yeah, that was that, but also, um, but then, yeah, so that, that's kind of the betrothal. And obviously, wealthier and wealthier families would have mm-hmm. more and more expensive uh, betrothal requirements. So right. men would have to... And it was also very much constrained to your class. Mm. So if you were upper class, you were expected to marry someone of high class. Mm-hmm. If you were lower class, you married... You, you, you get the farmer's daughter. You would get the farmer's daughter. It. Yeah, it would, and that would be that. So... Cons are many, you know, no freedom, um, very little women's rights, if any, if during any, that time. Yeah. So, yeah, no class, social class movement or mm-hmm. prospective ability to gain wealth. That was a negative. Mm-hmm. But the pro was that your decision, you didn't really have to think about it. Yeah. Honestly, it was just something that mm-hmm. happened. It, it was something that would just end up happening and you wouldn't really have to put any second thought into it. And really, that would kind of lead, I would say, to, in the end, happy relationships where people would stay together. Right. And now, I'm not going to condone this. I'm not. (laughs) Just to be crystal clear, I am not advocating to any listener that we go back to that time. Again, 1600s. 
one of the worst times in world history, I think, for all people. I mean, like, a ton of oppression, a ton of depression. Yeah. Um, overall, just not great. No. I mean, I, I will say, I think we live in a better time now than Agreed. we did in the 1600s. I mean, yes. we have modern medicine. That's, just That's one of many thing. things. Yeah, our life expectancy has almost tripled since then. So, <laughs> yeah. honestly, that's good. But moving, moving to courtship. Yeah. You know... We see, you know, 1600s coming to a close, mm-hmm. you know, the Enlightenment, the Renaissance are kind of all happening within mm-hmm. the next hundred years and whatnot, right? And you start seeing, okay, people are, the way that people interact are starting is starting to change. Mm-hmm. So during this time, you know, betrothals became less and less common. Um, you know, women's rights and people's rights were still very limited, but at this point, a lot of times, women and men to a certain extent had the ability to choose at least between a limited number of people. Yeah. So this was a time courtship, what it looked like was, you know, a, a guy could be interested in a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, he would at a prescribed time at a prescribed day of the week, mm-hmm. show up to her house with her family and pretty much be a part of the family for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. It's like engage in the family affairs, whether you're having dinner or just having some activities going around, just kind of being around, you know, the brothers and sisters, the moms and dads, maybe even the grandparents. They're probably there too. Yeah. Especially because, yeah, multifamily or multiple generation households were common. So you would have been, Mm -hmm. you would have been pretty integrated into somebody's family before ever getting to the point of marriage. Yeah. And, And then transitioning from, from that point, it's kind of led us into... I mean, that was a good couple hundred year period yep. and yep. that transitioned into honestly something that's really only been going on, um, the past, I mean, 60? technically hundred years, but really 60, 60s, 70. you know, like 60, 70 years, I'd say. Um, and that's just modern dating where, you know, you go, I mean, it's, it's, tra- it's transformed even since Absolutely. the inception. Yeah. But it, you know, we have like boomer dating, a right. subcategory. Hey, that, baby, that's going to be I, the beginning. Yeah. Like, Hey baby, can I come pick you up and we can go see a movie with yeah. some, uh, burger and a pop. And that'd yeah, be like the exactly. date. You know? No, like that's literally how my grandparents met. And I know that they're going to be listening to this episode. It's an awesome story. <laughs> One that very seldom happens now, but it's like, Hey, you know, my grandpa saw my grandma, you know, mm-hmm. was like, hey, do you want to go get a Coke and some fries later? We can hang out. Like, honestly, that was it. And I mean, shoot, that was a date. Yeah, it, you it know, was different. my dad would tell a story back when he was younger and he always loves to tell me the story. He's like, you know, back when I was younger, you could go pick a girl for a date. Fill up your gas tank, go and see a movie with a burger and a soda, and you could spend a nickel or like something, oh, or like a dime. That's a that's a lie. <laughs> I do not believe that He's story. Like, and you'd spend like a dime or 25 cents or something. And I'm like, you know what, Dad? I'm so happy for you. Gas is... 368 a gallon right now but yeah anyways enough about but that. you could go to you'd go dancing on the weekends mm-hmm. and it's like hey let's go to the the sock hop yeah. you know <laughs> let's go to the drive-in like honestly yeah but obviously for those of us living in 2022 mm-hmm. dating has changed even since the inception of the dating era right but but to talk about that let's kind of talk about how dating itself changed from you know courtship okay so point. it it definitely started where it became, you know, the, you know, the guy picking up the gal or, you know, maybe the two of them meeting up at a designated location 
and just spending time with the two, you know, the outside two. of the family. Out typically outside typically. of the family. You know, typically you're not in the household. You are not really, at least the first couple dates, not really involved with the whole family matters until you decide to like, okay, we're gonna get more serious. You know, we're right. gonna we're gonna take it a step further. And I want to meet the parents, right? Right. That's so, a big. That's a big thing now. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. You need to give a first good first impression yeah. when you meet my dad. He's gonna be hard on you. It's like yeah. It's like imagine you have like this militant dad who's like gonna be <laughs> Oh I'm sorry for all the men out there that have to yeah, deal with hey, the, the women yeah. from the military background. Oh man, hey, it's okay, it's okay. You know, that's I mean, I will say I that's I'm glad you brought that up, mm-hmm. Mike. AKA Coach Crush. Glad you brought that up. Because I think the key in the transition from courting to dating mm-hmm. has been the presence of the family and outside the home. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, there's both pros and cons to that. How did it originally start? It started in a time period where there was kind of an ethic of more freedom being given. Mm. Oh, younger people, they can, they don't always need to be hanging out around the house. They can go out and make, do stuff on their own. Mm-hmm. And honestly, you know, so some more freedom, kind of we've seen a trend of more and more freedom throughout the in, in, in romance that, process. And, and in that, we're seeing more and more, like with the freedom, right? More and more self-absorption um, in it yep. as well. And and this is kind of, and like, this is kind of that shift. Like with that freedom, we're seeing more and more people absorbed in their in themselves, right? And in, absorbed in more emotionally driven in relationships than mm-hmm. thought driven. Because you know, in a courtship or in a betrothal, in a betrothal, you're not. I mean, romance might not even exist to you. It's like frankly, there, there like, might there might not even be romance until that wedding night. If you or, know what I'm saying, or like, or maybe not even like honestly, if you're repulsed by the person, <laughs> like you may it may take years. I'm not it, even making it up. Like it may take years before you get to a level with a person like that to, mm. to really where love was a decision it was a decision you had to make mm. at certain points and and i think and, and love is still a decision it is a decision but now it's like we have passion right and like this passion is is guiding a lot of our decisions in ways it probably shouldn't be right um so and that's not to say that passion is bad or romance is bad i mm-hmm. did i don't think that's true i, I those are two good things mm-hmm. and they have a place but it's like, in, it's like in, obviously you need to be attracted to the other person. Absolutely. And if you're not attracted to anything about them, then maybe don't pursue them, right? right. Or maybe it's like logical. say no to the day. Yeah. You know, maybe it's say like, no. But it, the thing the thing with it too is like, are we primarily focused on, oh my gosh, but she's just so beautiful. I, I can't be without her. She's my world. Or like, oh my gosh, she's such a hunk. And... His six pack abs—you could just bake cookies on them. Oh, you know, like I—if I like—so we've kind of gotten to a point where it's like—and I blame—I blame Hollywood. Oh, one hundred percent. I do. We we have this Disney movie effect where it's created like this atmosphere of oh my gosh, it's my prince charming or it's my princess. And I'm just going to put the glass slipper on the shoe and there's going to be fireworks in the slow motion moment where our eyes meet in the ballroom hall. And then we're going to go off into the distance as the credits roll and oh, it's just perfect. But then, but then where are those, where's that, where's those, where's that same energy five years later when it's tax season, you have three kids screaming because they want McDonald's. Your wife yes. is is standing there, hands on her hips, 
frustrated, tired, you're not sure how you're going to make ends meet on your 30-year APR mortgage on your overpriced <laughs> yeah, house. You just missed that car payment. I mean, it's not, yeah. it's not going it's not, well. It's not looking good for you. And, and then you think back to, oh my gosh, but the way that she held my hand at that movie, I, it was magical. <laughs> the mini golf, the mini golf date. It's just when I putt putted that right into. The... She made my heart flutter. She made my heart putt putt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but... Oh, hey, and and this isn't to say that hey, yes, the emotions are a part of it. But what we've done in modern dating is mm-hmm. set people up through the idea of a date. I mean, think mm-hmm. about it. You're dressing up, right? You're meeting each other or you're going outside the home to meet in a neutral location. Mm-hmm. You're getting to know the best version of the other person. Mm-hmm. And they, of course, there's not going to be fighting. And of course, everything's going to be easy and great right. because you're just having fun. It's it's really setting yourself up for the absolute best scenario in the best instance. Like, oh, let me just piece together this perfect inter- like couple hour interaction right. And like it'll be awesome. We're gonna meet at this location. We're gonna have this fun. We're gonna go axe throwing. We're gonna go. You know, we're gonna do something, and it'll be it'll be great. And we have this kind of dynamic for um, the majority. I mean, I know as and and some people like as dating progresses, people start to play fake married, which is I have my own in- input on that. But you know, when we have purely just this dating relationship like this, it it creates this false expectation of who the other person really is because we end up really only seeing the best side of everyone. And it's, uh, it, it, I mean, I, I just, I just say it's best to temper those expectations and to not necessarily seek out the problem, but to seek out the potential for what could be some flags to look out for. Not necessarily sure. red flags, sure. but just like, what are some things that I want to be looking out for in this person's life. So like, you know, since you're dating someone and you may not have met the parents yet, maybe it's worth considering like, Hey, um, this person may be from a divorced family or this person is from a household that may have been had a rough upbringing. Right. And, and that's not to say that that's an immediately like, that's an immediate, like, Oh no go cannot pursue that person. Yeah. But it is something worth considering because you know, there often are, some kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Some kind of things underneath. Yeah, some underlying things. Some layers. There's layers to this, like a cake. You know, you you like an onion. Yeah, like an onion. It you when you have a layer cake, right? You got that five, that beautiful five Mm. layer stack, but the frosting covers it all. What if one of those layers was made out of mashed potatoes? (laughs) You would never be able to see it. What if one of those layers was made out of dirt? You don't know. You don't know. It could be devil's food it cake. Could be it could be dirt. It could, it could be, cardboard. be styrofoam. And we don't like, know. You gotta. You gotta be willing to dig. And mm-hmm. here's the thing: is you gotta take a bite out of that cake. You know. You gotta take a bite out of that cake. And it's like with courtship, one of the advantages, and it had its flaws. Like I don't want this to sound like, oh man, we're all old fashioned and we're wanting the 1700s <laughs> back. Because listen, it is a much a better time. time. It's yeah. a much better time, and yeah, the world's in a well, in a better place. Meh. <laughs> Well, well, some of it is. In some aspects. Some, we, some have, aspects. we have modern we have medicine. Yeah. We have, you know. But in terms of like with courtship, it's like 
how is this person acting around their brother? How are they treating their mom? How, how are they managing the household? Exactly. How are they cleaning? How are they doing things? Right. How are they conducting themselves? Right. Versus now dating, a lot of times you, what you end up is people get into these marriages and they've never seen how the person is authentically day to day. Like mm-hmm. in their regular life, when you're not doing putt-putt golf, when you're not staring deep into each other's eyes on the French Riviera in, <laughs> at sunset, right. how, are, how are these people really acting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, it's something definitely to worth consider. Um, and with, I don't know, with, with that said, do we want to kind of transition a little bit to um, that modern aspect of dating now where right. we have, it's like, you know, things have changed since the 50s and 60s right oh for it's sure like, i mean we're, we're we are no we're longer not going to dances and ballrooms we're, and we're, meeting your friends on the street corner to go not, catch a drive-in movie we're no longer going to the uh the school prom dance with you know hopefully the not spiked punch you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. man yeah hey shoot but i think this is a relevant occasion as we make this transition to kind of reflect a little bit on our personal mm. histories and experiences in in kind of how right how I, I mean, I speaking for myself, I can't speak for you, but I mean, look, like I said, big hibachi guy, big hibachi, big, guy. big, big. I mean, hibachi. he's gonna watch that onion volcano all day long. If I will. And how many shrimp have you caught in your mouth? Would you say seven? S- seven total. Seven total. That's impressive. And it is impressive. I'd say I'm about a fifty percent catcher. Fifty percent <laughs> catch rate, pretty high. I mean, I will say. It's probably the chefs messing up. They're probably not aiming. They're not. No, they're not good enough. It's definitely blame everyone except yourself. That's right. That's Le- good advice. Leadership rule number two hundred. Yeah. And yeah, and I mean, listen. I'm, hey, but look, I will seriously. I I I will admit that I have kind of I drank the Disney Kool Aid. Mm. You know, I feel like we all have to an extent. Because I I remember it was the first date. I've I've only been on like honestly. I may be a doctor in love, but I really, it's not based on experience. It's based on observation, mm. most of it. But I've only been on a handful of real dates. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the first one I'll always remember high school, right? Mm. I'm a junior, she's a senior. Oh, well, and okay. I, you know, I'm feeling pretty good on my Taco Bell salary. I've saved up about three, I got about 300 in the bank. Oh man, you're the digits. Nice. I'm, I'm running it you're up. You're three figures? Yeah, I, and I'm dressing up nice. And I say, you know, I beat you in a game of one on one basketball. Mm. You go on a date with me. <laughs> okay, so oh, pretty classic. romantic. You know, yeah. anybody feel free to copy that. You yeah. know, feel free to, feel yeah, free take, to borrow that one. Guys, take notes. Take right. notes, yeah. About what not to do, but <laughs> so so I I'm like all dressed up, pick her up, we go to Hibachi. I should have seen this coming from the start. Okay, this is this is where I mess up from mm. the very beginning, right? Yeah, I go in with the mentality of I don't want her to think that I'm not willing to spend money on her. Oh, so I'm just gonna drop yeah. a I'm gonna drop a stack tonight. That's a dangerous thing. And it was dangerous. And yeah. honestly, probably a little too much. I mean, it well, definitely was too much. But I mean, hey, sometimes the, the surf and turf is Surf and Turf. Okay, it's but worth speaking it. of surf and turf, right? So I ordered the chicken. Right. Oh, okay. Pretty, pretty low price, but like still delicious and still something that I really enjoy. She orders the the filet mignon and lobster <laughs> hibachi combination, right? That's a red flag. So red flag number one, I was like, ooh, $50 for just the entree. Mm. She orders a drink. Mm. She asks for dessert. Oh. 
we're having a great conversation now. And you know yeah. what? I didn't let that phase me. I acted like it was no big deal, even though on the inside, I was like, that is literally half of my $300 paycheck in you're one like, I night. Could, you're like, I could pay seven an hour. That's like equivalent yeah. to like an entire day's Because minimum was seven twenty five yeah. back when I was yeah. there. And so it was not that much money. <laughs> and so I remember this, this kind of, this went on and I finished the date going just like, man, like... Huh, like, I don't know, something was just off about it. And then I remembered, yeah, she just was, she was taking advantage of the system. She was running it up a little bit. Yeah, she's running the tab up for sure. But I just thought, you know what? I'm just going to treat her like a princess. I'm going to spoil her. You're going to be her prince. I'm going to, I'm just going to, like, obviously I didn't, and I don't think it's wrong to treat somebody well. Like, I, I, that is not, in fact... There's but, something wrong with not treating someone well. But, but if you're putting them on a pedestal that you cannot possibly reach that kind of expectation every single time, then then that's where the problems really are. Exactly. Right? And I just kind of fell prey to this whole recent Hollywood dating idea of you've just got to do more and mm. wow her and yeah. do all this stuff. And I was so focused on putting on this persona of mm. just like... Mr. Get It Done. Yeah, like, I'm just going to, any price, like, whatever it takes, like, I just am going to get it done, and I'm just going to just blow her away (laughs) with everything that I'm doing. And honestly, it it is exhausting, and it doesn't work. It's not how it's supposed to be. That's not where real love is found. No. You know? You're not going to find real, true love at the end of the day out of how you balance a checkbook and how you're... I mean, again, men... If you are in a relationship with a woman and you do want to end up marrying her or you are married with her, you need to be able to provide. Of that course. is that is a non-negotiable. But if there's, you know, it's and like And you can treat her too. Like I'm I I of all people like I still hold to the fact like yeah, absolutely that's something I want to be able to do for the right person. Mm-hmm. Keyword for the right person. But you can't let this person just take advantage of your giving heart and just Oh man, is that a new bag? This is like the third one this week, you know? And then it goes back to the Disney thing is I kind of feel like I was enamored with this idea mm. of just if I follow this formula, mm. I will therefore make this person and, fall in love with me. And and what resulted from this date? What what ended well, up, what's what, the aftermath after the hibachi experience, you know, the the ketchup, <laughs> the fake ketchup flying out, the uh, the crowds cheering, you know, everything happening. Well, the aftermath was good leftovers for me. That's right. But on a more negative <laughs> note, <laughs> Uh, I wish I could say I learned from this first date, but I went on several more dates with the same girl who she followed the same pattern, very Mm. expensive entree, kind of taking advantage. Mm. And then at the end I figured out she, okay, okay, this story is too good not to tell fully. So I got to tell this story, um, real quick, but just it, I, it ended how the fallout was. She invited me to Chick-fil-A one morning. We sat down, got breakfast and she told me quote this is a verbatim quote from her laid on me so i've been dating this other guy and i want your advice and and i was dumbfounded like i i could not speak for it felt like a minute like i was probably standing there sitting there in silence for about 20 seconds in reality like just trying to process and then I, i i replied very like weirdly calmly i said well what 
was like what did, what were we doing and i was like i thought were we not dating like what what was that and she was like oh no we were dating but we were dating as friends and i was like i literally i could not respond sound in that the moment. alarms that is just I walked out on two chicken minis that I did not finish at the table. I just left. I, I was just like, I, it was almost like I didn't know what to do at that point. So I was just like, I, I'm sorry. I said, I'm sorry. I just have to go. And that was that. That's how it ended. Wow. And apparently it was just a friend thing. But that, that kind of leads me I'm to sorry. more if, of a... <laughs> if, if she is buying the $50 Surf and Turf lobster combo so men watch out don't get caught yeah. and this goes to women too if there's men who mooch off of women too so watch out if this is a, something that you've noticed just don't let it happen yeah be very mindful of the conversation and everything involved in this other party and hopefully you won't get got but but see this is this is kind of the, the reason why i think the story i mean yeah it's kind of a funny story but the reason why Honestly, it it's a, a heartbreaking little, story it, it was at the time it was tough not gonna lie i can laugh about it now but the story kind of ties back into exactly what what mm-hmm. coach crush was saying we have created an atmosphere in modern dating mm-hmm. where it's all about having fun mm-hmm. getting to know each other and in an idealized setting to where these red flags were not obvious to me. They weren't made available because no. you only had a limited experience with this person. Now, I right? was also an idiot. So, <laughs> I mean, look, they should have been obvious to me, but they were not initially. But the reality of the situation is, too, sometimes we're not going to have those obvious things that are laid out for us immediately. And we're going to have to be doing some like intentional digging where... You know, it it's like you're you're gonna have to go through the weeds a little bit. You're gonna and, have to go to hibachi and and pay for the filet mignon and lobster, and you might have to learn that way, mm-hmm. like I did. But what about you, Mike? You know, I've done enough talking about myself. Oh, you know, I want to know about you know modern dating in your own personal interpretive mm-hmm. framework, your experience, and maybe how you've seen something that relates to what we're talking about. Yeah, you know, I gotta say. Again, the the coach, the coach doesn't play the coach, game. Hey, co- the best coaches are never the best players. That's right, and and I gotta say, I I was never the greatest player on my time on the field. <laughs> I hey, I don't pride myself for the plays I made, but but one thing one thing about Coach Crush that <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking third person now. Yeah, the one thing about about me you might you might want to know is like, and, and I have since changed. But there, you know, I, I never really had a, a ton of opportunity um, earlier on just because, you know, the way friends group, friend groups align and the way things just kind of played out was, you know, I wasn't really subjected all the time to just like co-ed stuff. It was, it was mostly just the, the bros being the bros and like, oh, we don't need to deal with those women yeah. out here. Which but, that that's gonna be a good episode. Oh, that's gonna be a great because episode. this is again episode one in a dating series, so right. we'll cover some stuff. But keep keep going. Yeah, and but it wasn't really until you know I'd gotten you know later into high school and then early into college where I was like, you know what, I'm gonna make myself known. I'm gonna get out there. I'm gonna play the, I'm gonna play the field. You know, I'm gonna get myself out there. And and I gotta say, I it didn't go well for me. There there were red flags that I. Well, fortunately, I didn't even make it far enough to, like, get to any bad points. But, like, 
you know, there, there was a gal I'd met in class, and it was, <laughs> it was freshman year geography. Oh. And, like, you know, I was, I was feeling myself out. I was, oh. I was walking to the bus stop with this gal, and we were chatting each other up, and it was going well. And, you know... I got her number. I was like, oh, man. or no, I got her snap. I wasn't oh, even committing uh-huh. to the number. Oh, man. I, I was just so, like, I'm going to see where this goes. I got the snap. And, you know, it just, you know, one thing led to another. It it kind of fizzled. Honestly, it kind of fizzled out from there. We, we were kind of, like, in talks a little bit about doing something. And this is just, you know, it, it was a, a sad experience for me because I, I ended up, Right as we were planning something, I ended up seeing on her story, her with another man. I'm like, what is going on oh. here? And, like, you're posting this on your story, and you're, like, talking with me. I'm like, you know what? We're not doing this. I'm like, we're cutting it off now. And and it's just so interesting to – I mean, honestly, social media saved me in that instant. I <laughs> I mean, I that was a red flag dodged because, like, if, you, if you're willing to just, like, you know, play the field in that kind of way where you have – very little regard for the other person you know it it kind of it, it saved me right. but like it it could have gone bad really quickly and that, that was just one sure one, one experience but. but but i think that that does bring up another point about modern dating especially which is you know you're starting to see more and more of a disregard for other people mm. and more of a self gratification mentality it's like how many people can i rack up on my list who right. are hitting me up how many people like what's my body count how right. many people can i just tack up to the list and just keep right. going for and it's and, and that could we could spend a whole episode mm-hmm. talking about just different mentalities and we definitely will take more time to explore things like dating apps things like okay, uh, kind of the hookup culture that's mm-hmm. kind of actually changed modern dating. Like I would almost argue that people are dating less now mm-hmm. and just hooking up more than anything. Agreed. Uh, kind Agreed. of the whole friends with benefits thing too, which I have tons of thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. AKA, I think it's terrible, but I'll tell you that <laughs> in a later episode. Yeah, I mean, to give me the TLDR, it's, it's bad. But, um, but um, yeah, it's... um. That's that's just a little. I mean, that's just a glimpse of the both of ours. Um, maybe not so extensive. No. Um, but I mean, hey, there's. I will say it may not be extensive, but it is. It's uh, very memorable. It all stands out to my mind. Like know, there's always I, a story with it. I'll just no, say. No, I, I gotta say, like it, the amount of weird experiences I've ended up having, I, I don't even <laughs> understand. It's like I, it. But I think it just goes to show how broken everything really is when, when it's so easy to find these situations right. because like we don't have to go searching very far even no. in our own personal lives no. for just red flags galore left and right shooting up so it's yeah that's that's kind of a little bit about us though but to um i guess to tie it all back in with the bow you know the nice little bow on top it's christmas day um kind of how what are you thinking like the way from the 50s to now just generally and i think we we got we do have some notes on this as well we do we do have some things that we can say about that so from the 50s to now i think roadblocks and issues that have cropped up is kind of i i would say it's dating requires more gamesmanship Mm. today than it did when it started Mm -hmm. and here's what i mean by that 
So whereas the story my grandpa told me, and I referenced this earlier in the episode about, you know, seeing a girl he was attracted to, walking Mm -hmm. up to her, striking up a conversation, and parlaying that conversation into a date that night. Mm -hmm. And it was it was very casual. Like it's not like it was some, oh, like will you blah blah blah. Like it was like, hey, do you want to go and grab some like fries and a coke tonight? Because that was a new thing. Yeah, very you know, like very Honestly, pretty low key, but pretty low key. And I think today what what's happened is we've separated into two camps within dating. You have the you have the let's get coffee yeah. type and then you have the let's go and sit down at like the Capitol Grill and spend like $200 for Exactly. And it it's a hard line to balance, I'd say, right. because you know, we you hear all the stories about Oh, it was it was just a coffee date, or it was. I was like, oh, we just got coffee, and that was it, and then nothing yeah. happened. And, and like, there's nothing wrong with that, but but there is a general lack of intentionality when you're you're setting yourself up for dates where you're just like not even gonna like. I don't know, like right. Well, and and another thing too is I think that what you've seen is a shift to a more impersonal form of communication Mm. i think that this is also due to the rise in like shift in technology like now i think some of the primary issues when it comes Mm. to dating are what are the other person's intentions like i don't know if they like like i don't Mm. know like there's so much there's a communication gap and it's like it's it kind of is like a dance now you're having to tiptoe around you're having to tiptoe around and be like like i don't know like Mm -hmm. and oh is this a date or were we just hanging out like or it's like oh when we're texting you are we texting texting or Or are we talking is this a talking face are we how many emojis are we using how many explanate back in the day you know myspace days how many explanation points was i using that's what i'm saying like (laughs) hey way to take it back there but you know like there was a time where it was pretty straightforward Mm -hmm. because you didn't have the luxury of hiding behind an alternative means of communication if mm-hmm. you were a guy and you wanted a date, you had to man up. You had to go up to a girl and ask. Mm-hmm. You didn't call her. You didn't text. Well, maybe you called her, but mm-hmm. you definitely didn't text her. No, yeah, it's like nowadays we see this. Uh, and, and I've honestly, I've gotten this from some people too, where it's like you get someone's number, but it's like, are you getting their number to like pursue them, or is this just like a business transaction? Like, right. oh, we're just having business here. That yeah, was, yeah, or. You know, so what I think it's done is it's 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 not always necessarily a negative thing, mm-hmm. but what it has created is it's created a group of men of which I feel like I'm part of this generation of men. So 100%. I mean, the fingers pointed yeah. back at myself on this. But I feel the same way. It's a group of very unsure men who you're kind of trying. You're like almost nervous to like make a move because you're worried that you might be misinterpreting the information that you've been given. Right. And and there's only so much information if it is over text that you can extrapolate. Like right. there's only so much you can understand through someone's intentions by the way they text you back. And, and it's create, again, it's created this really tough environment to navigate because it's like, I don't know if they're into me. Right. I don't know what's Are going they being on. Polite? Are they being polite and just humoring me? Right. Or like what's happening? And it's created just this energy, even past texting, just in general of like, oh, if I go up to this person, are they going to think I'm weird? Are they right. going to think I, they want, I want something out of them? 
Like, and it's it's weird now to just it's go so up weird. to someone and just again, ask them. The transactional conversation, the yes. whole concept of every conversation that I have is designed to get something from someone. It could mm-hmm. be a financial trans, like it could literally be a transaction. Like, oh, I'm gonna buy this. You're gonna ring me up at the counter. It could be. Oh, I'm going to ask for directions. Oh, I'm going to ask right. you uh, what you think of something. Yeah. But it's like, I feel like there's so much mistrust that exists between men and women now. Mm-hmm. And for good reason, some of it. Like, I right. think there's a lot of examples of men who are idiots, a lot of scumbags, and a lot of women who also do take advantage of men. And, you know, I think it goes both ways. Yeah. But it's created an unfortunate atmosphere. Yeah, definitely. Um, and with that said, and with the gamification of it, I mean, we can talk more about the specifics of just what we've, um, I mean, what if just like in the 21st century, honestly, dating has even changed from the year 2000 to now. Absolutely. I mean, like we have sliding into the DMs, we have online dating, we have social media, we have fault, you know, following people. Oh, like it's just, it, there's created, we have so many channels of communication, which in theory should make it easier, but, but it's, it's made it opposite so effect. much harder it's because like, we <laughs> overthink it you so overthink much. Everything. And so I, I'd like to issue a challenge that I myself have been, have been doing this whole year mm. since January 1st yeah. and intentionally, you know, especially if you watch any based content or listen to people who are like, look. Well, that's all my Jordan Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. So shout out to you. But I, I'm just keeping it, keeping it real. Like my, my goal is to be, you know, as authentic as I possibly can mm-hmm. in in-person interaction. You know, I'm not a slide into DMs guy. I've got to no. be totally honest with you. Um, I have never done that. I, yeah, I, I get you. And as someone who has honestly attempted and kind of failed. I, I would say it's not worth it. It no. is it is not worth it for you to guys to try to slide into DMs or you gals to try to slide into DMs. It's it creates this again, it it's going back to the gamification of it and it's really checking our intentions because it's it it honestly it creates more problems than it really solves because I mean, chances are I mean, let's just be real. Most attempts of sliding into the DMs are not successful <laughs> for most people. I mean, like, unless you're just like <laughs> the smoothest man in yeah, the world. Yeah, unless you're like six foot five mega Chad. Um, it's just, I mean, the gal's gonna, you know, look at your profile and be like, who, who is, oh, dime a dozen, look at this bozo. <laughs> and, you know, you're not gonna get the response no. you're looking for. So it'll, one, hurt your ego. But you know, two, it's like, also I challenge, I challenge men, you know, I've also been trying mm-hmm. to push myself in this regard, getting comfortable in conversation yes. without a goal or an objective in mind, right? Be comfortable just talking to people, especially like with girls. It doesn't matter if you're trying to date. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you just are trying to like, just, just get into situations where you'll have these mm-hmm. real life conversations because sure. it's amazing how how simple things can be if you just talk. And, 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 and going back to, to like, and honestly to build further off that point and talking about intentionality, it really goes to show as well. It's like, if I am sliding into DMS and I am doing these things, it's like, man, what am I, what do I really want out of this person? Right. And, and honestly, it is my personal philosophy to just get to know that person as a person before like anything even starts, because it's like, I want to know someone in a real genuine way 
anyways. Like, right. why don't, like... Because eventually if, you're going to have to transition like, off the DM. If, if you're on DMs and you're like, dang, she's looking kind of fine, you know? But that's all you have to base it off of. Where is that going to get you? You don't know who this person is. You don't know what she's going to do if she does take, like, bite the hook. Right. You know, like, if right. she does bite the hook, what if she manipulates? We don't right. know. And I you wish know, Professor know. Heartthrob was here because I know oh, if man. you guys want... A smooth operator who really knows the game, Professor Heartthrob would have some stories that would just do this so much more justice than oh, what I can. But no, one hundred percent. I will conclude by saying this for today: that if it's amazing what can happen when lines of communication are cleared and people have the ability to be honest mm-hmm. with one another. That's right. And and I'm not the whole point again. I'm going to say it one more time of this episode is not to say courting is better than dating. It's not to say that even the past is better than the present. I mean, it's there's aspects of both that are good, right? But it is to say that there are ways of going about um, navigating these relationships and maybe you want to try to apply bits and pieces of all the best parts and put it together. Right. You know, I, I agree. There are elements of all approaches, maybe with the exception of betrothal. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, hey, what? if a guy, hey, ladies, like, if a guy comes up to your house with a couple, with a, with a couple goats in tow, I mean, hey, if that's I mean, what you, if I mean, that's shoot, your if, thing, I mean, then. In, in the modern context, like, if, if your guy goes up to your dad's place and says, I bought this great new ford bronco and it's got your name on it just give me your daughter maybe there's some problems there yeah there's some there's some issues with that that i'm not gonna get into i think it's self-explanatory but yeah there are elements of courting early dating and modern Mm -hmm. dating that i think when applied in the right way can actually create a more uh positive environment Mm -hmm. that will set yourself up for the most success i Mm -hmm. guess you could say in accurately locating and pursuing the person mm-hmm. who may be the right person for you. And again, don't you you don't need to be scared of like you don't need to know like oh this is the one before mm-hmm. you even start. That's not oh, what we're 100%. saying. But like hopefully it'll just help the whole navigating process be a little easier. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um if anything, I mean any closing thoughts I'd say um maybe it's just the time we start plugging. So I mean we have a new Instagram. Follow we us do. on Instagram. Um, at Dr. Love Pod. At Dr. Love Pod. Um, we have the email we talked about earlier in the episode. Feel free to shoot us questions on there. Um, we're gonna we're working on a website. It's, it's we in are. the uh, it's in the making. We're gonna get that up pretty soon. We're gonna try to uh, increase our SEO a little bit and get everything going. But um, if anything, you know, feel free to reach out to us if you got any questions. Um, any other housekeeping? Any other segments or, or bits we want to add? We, we have the. Uh, the doctor's notes. Doctor's notes, prescriptions. The doctor's but hey, prescriptions. As, as more questions start rolling in, whether that's through DM on Instagram or through the email, mm-hmm. um, we will we will spend time addressing real questions. We will have real guests on the show. We promise mm-hmm. very soon. Very soon. And we are we are really excited about uh, you guys. Just that's the best part of what we do. Our audience. So please follow and like our mm-hmm. podcast. So you can get the latest episodes uh, just popping up on your phone, on your computer, however you listen. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we would just like to say, I mean, on behalf of myself, Dr. Love, 
And Coach Crush here, we would like to thank you for listening to episode two and stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned for our dating series. It's coming up. We got, I mean, we just kicked it off, but we got a lot more on the uh, on the schedule. We're going to be talking about, um, you know, men, women, both perspectives. We're going to be getting all that. We're going to be doing a lot. It'll be great. It will. So stay tuned, guys. Dr. Love out.